Okay, I think I'm live. <clears throat> I think. Maybe, I don't know. I'll go anyway. Um, okay, so this is a live show. A solo show, solo episode. Um, just trying to see if I am actually live. I think before I got comments coming up on the screen. But I don't see any comments coming up here. I don't know. I'll go anyway. Um, okay. So some of the I I put up on Instagram last week um that I was gonna do this. I didn't know I was gonna do it live, that was kind of a last minute decision. Um but I asked, is there anything that people want me to talk about? And one of the things that came up was the origins of the show. So some people were saying, um, you know, that they found the show recently enough and they weren't sure like how it started or why it started or whatever. So I guess that's a good place to start. Um, so if you've heard this story before, sorry. Um, so the show started about uh, just over three years ago. Um, so Filthy 150 was on. Um, and it was a sanction, so there was like kind of big athletes uh, coming over for it. And one of them was Tim Paulson. And he came to the gym that I was going to at the time and did a seminar. And it was good. Like there was, you know, like lifting and it was a whole, a full day. And then afterwards, uh, we went out for dinner. There was about, I don't know, maybe 10 of us went out for dinner. And um, I was chatting to him and I asked him a couple of questions. And then, um, like, I was kind of curious. He had just kind of, he had bombed at the games that summer. He'd admit that himself. He didn't have a great first event. He got cut. Um, and I asked, you know, like what after the aftermath of that, like psychologically, what was that like? And he kind of said, like, oh, that's a good question. I haven't been asked a question like that. And that kind of said sowed a seed, I guess. And then uh Filthy 150 was on, went to that. Um, and I remember sending Tim like recommendations of places to get coffee around because he was traveling around Ireland a bit and um one of my friends at the time said oh you should start I don't know if you've ever seen that shit Guinness or Guinness it's like a page that does shit points of Guinness basically or good points of Guinness and it like puts a picture of them and rates them he said oh you should do that for flat whites because I'm quite particular um and he suggested I do that and I said well I was actually thinking of doing a podcast um and calling it coffee pods and wads um in meaning like talk about coffee talk about listening habits and podcasts and stuff and then like CrossFit although like since uh Savannah said the name wrong so many times that it's it actually fucking annoyingly is better coffee wads and pods is actually better than coffee pods and wads annoyingly um because I think some people might think that I'm talking about Nespresso pods when I say coffee pods, but anyway. Um, so I came home from Filthy 150, I drew a logo on a piece of paper, just kind of absentmindedly, and then sent it to one of my friends, and he turned it into a graphic. I started an Instagram page. I asked the guy who suggested I start the show, or start, well, start an Instagram page, I asked him if he'd be my first guest, um, and that was it. Then I started telling people, so I kind of felt like I had told people I better actually do it now or it'd just be embarrassing. Um, and that was it. That was the start of it. And I was actually looking back. It's kind of funny that I was looking back and um, the first 12 episodes or like 15 episodes, maybe like only three of them weren't in person. And I'd say of the whatever, 250 odd since probably the inverse is true like probably you know five or six of them have been in person it's crazy like the turnaround so that first uh first few months was all kind of local people irish people um and then i remember episode 10 tim came on i had the two guys from talking to fitness on around then as well Armin hammer came on um there's a name i haven't said in a while um and then the first year well, the first, like, say, December 19 up to March, April 2020 was very, like, I don't know what I'm doing, um, you know, 
just didn't really know what I was doing, didn't know why I was doing it. I was just kind of doing it and it was fun. And then like from March onwards was just a like avalanche of there was just like COVID happened, there was lockdowns, people had so much time. I started messaging people that I had, like I wouldn't have had any business having on the show in reality, but they just had so much time that they were like, yeah, like why not? I'm doing fuck all, so why not? Like I remember having Velner on and, you know, a few people during that summer and just like, I should, like they shouldn't have, like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure if you, if that hadn't have happened, I imagine they would have been just like ignored it. Um, But then when I had those kind of people on, it led to this kind of, um, I don't know, like if more, I was freer to ask other people or it was more readily accepted if I asked somebody else because they could go on to the page and see, oh, well, I don't know who he is, but he's had Velner on, so maybe he's okay. Um, And then it just was just an avalanche of like, like a snowball effect, but more aggressive. Um, Things just got kind of out of hand. Like I was kind of trying to catch up as I was like running full speed. Um, it was easy then as well because I had no work really. Like I was kind of working from home, teaching from home online, but like it didn't require a huge amount of effort. Um, like I didn't have to leave the house. Um, so I had a lot of time. We had one child at the time, so I had a lot of time. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of easy because I could just say like, okay, I'm going upstairs for an hour to talk to someone or whatever. And there was no no issue with it uh, because I suppose we just had one, well, we had one child and I had a very supportive wife. Um, and then things kind of, I don't know, I kind of, I think back then I was very, I, I accidentally, I suppose, became obsessed with like numbers and how many people are listening to each episode. And I had this thing of like, oh, if, if it hits like 400 I remember thinking if it hits 400, 400 listens within the first, if I release on a Wednesday and if by Friday it hits 400, then that's a success because it'll continue like onwards after that. And if it doesn't hit 400, then something's wrong. I've done something wrong or, you know, maybe it wasn't a great episode or whatever. Um, And then that kind of became a ruling thought unbeknownst to myself where I became just obsessed with like the numbers I remember I used to have a whiteboard in the kitchen and I'd have all the episode names written down and how many listens they all got and I'd change it like you know nearly every second day and kind of became obsessed with it and I just remember one day just like wiping the board off where I had this kind of realization or a moment of realization where I was like this is so stupid and it's not healthy and it's going to become kind of like just I suppose chasing like a really heavy deadlift something else is going to suffer. Everything else is going to suffer. Um, if you're just focusing on that one number and then if you don't get it, what happens? Like if, it, if an episode wasn't doing well, what was going to happen was it wasn't going to, you know, uh, inspire a lot of creativity or confidence in anything I was doing. So I just wiped off the whiteboard. Um, around the same time as well, I had kind of become um, obsessed, probably the wrong word, but I started to focus on like guests and like, oh, who's the biggest guest I can get? And I've had that guest now who's bigger than that guest or I've had that person who's bigger than that person. Um, and again, that wasn't very healthy because you're just kind of chasing, you know, you're just kind of chasing, I suppose. Um, and then around the same time I realized that the numbers, I kind of started thinking like, well, wh- what do I actually want to do with this? Um, and I just had this thought of like, I guess um, I wrote down, I wrote down some notes today of like what I should talk about. One of the things I wrote down is like, um, that I'm I'm the stage, not the star. So like, it's not about me. The show isn't about me. It's about like giving people a platform to talk to other people like through me or whatever. I try to ask questions that, you know, you guys might ask if you're in a room with the person or whatever. Um, and I try not to just talk about like, you know, what food do you eat or what training do you do? I try to, you know, delve a little bit deeper below the surface, I suppose. Um, and my job is to put the, to let that person stand on the stage in the best possible spotlight that they can. Um, so that kind of led me to keep, I suppose, chasing big names, as in just keep trying to have good conversations with, like, I guess, like famous uh, people involved in sport um, in the hope that if someone like, say, most recently Matt Fraser was on, like, OK, we had the um, Spotify wrapped. So the creators get a Spotify wrapped as well. You know, the way you get your one with the songs and um, we get a Spotify wrapped and it said something happened in March. 
and it was like 510% increase in listens in March. And I was like, yeah, Fraser came on. Like that's what happened in March. Um, and he came on recently and the hope is when someone like him comes on or like Fakowski or someone with a lot of followers, like I don't need people to engage with his episode or to share his episode or to put it in their story because people will go on to um, Spotify and search his name and find it themselves, like people who are his fans. But nobody's going to do that. And no disrespect to him, but nobody's going to do that for like uh, Moritz Fiebig, who was on the week before. Like apart from people that he knows who he says, oh, I was on a podcast. I can't remember the name of it. They're not going to search his name on Spotify, but people will search Fraser's name on Spotify. Um, so my hope is that if if he comes on, that people will find the show through him and then by virtue of the fact that they're there because of him, will look backwards and see, oh, who's this person? Or that the page or the show or whatever might show up in their suggestions on Instagram or it might show up in their suggestions on Spotify and that they might see like next week's guest or a guest from three weeks ago or whatever. So the big people that come on with that, that essentially bring their own big fuck off stage light. The hope is that some of that will spill on to other people that are around as well. Um, so that kind of liberated me an awful lot. That was like, that kind of happened the end of year one and the start of year two, I suppose. Um, I kind of had that kind of freedom after that, where I was like, Oh, I actually don't really care about how many people listen or if anybody listens, it doesn't really bother me. Um, like if I put out an episode and I'm happy with it and I'm proud of it, it doesn't bother me. Obviously it's great if loads of people listen to it and loads of people love it. But like once I'm happy with it, I, I just kind of had this thing of like, I'm actually okay with that. Um, so that was kind of liberating. Then in that second year, I suppose between the first year and the second year, if you have any questions, you can put them in the thing actually, um, along the way. Uh, if you just want to tell me how great I'm doing. Um, but I had, uh, I had, I suppose I thought of myself throughout that whole period of the first year into the second year. So December 19 to December 2020, probably about halfway through 2021, throughout that period of time, no matter how uh, satisfied I was with what I was doing, I still viewed myself as a total fraud, like an imposter that I didn't deserve to be there or that eventually someone was going to find out. I was going to listen and be like, what? Like, who's, how is this guy getting these people? Like, and they'd all just in there, like whatever WhatsApp group, be like, Hey guys, we should just stop saying yes to this. Um, so I had that kind of in the, like subconsciously in the back of my head throughout that period of time. And then, um, I suppose that's when, um, solidified a few times where I've had these moments of, I got asked, like, I get asked a few times, like, Oh, would you ever do another, uh like what i ever guessed on another podcast and i have and the one time so i did it once and it was released and i remember afterwards thinking i talked way too much i was on the clydesdale podcast and i was like i talked way too much there like way too much i did not shut my mouth for like barely for breath um and uh, yeah i had this feeling of like oh man that was awful like i just ruined their whole episode there and then i recorded two more on other shows after that that have never been released so that kind of confirmed to me that like oh okay you actually are shit at this like why why else did someone have you on their show and then not release it like record it and not release it um but then i think i you know you kind of i maybe i actually haven't worked through that i was thinking like how can i bring that point back around now but i actually don't think i have fully worked through that myself to you know tie a ribbon around it but i guess i've i've gotten better at my own show um and like assessing it as um what would the word be like um non-biased assessment of each episode i suppose like i walk away from it sometimes i walk away from an episode thinking ah oh, that wasn't great like i could have done better i should have asked him about this or that like i try and if i'm listening to another podcast and i hear someone talking about something and the guest kind of glosses over something and the host doesn't pry i kind of think like oh why did they not ask a bit more about that and i do that to myself like last week fraser was on and he said uh i was asking about mal and i i had this thing in my head that i want to get i want to ask i've never heard him talk about originally he said mal was the only girl he was going to train and then he brought in more and then he kind of changed obviously with catching and everything coming in i really wanted to ask him about that because i hadn't heard anybody talk about it and 
I said at the start that at the start of the, where I was going with the question, I said, oh, you've never, you said, uh, you said you wouldn't go all in on coaching and then you went all in on coaching. And he said, oh, well, I actually still haven't gone all in on coaching, but it, you know, it's in the works or something like that. And I, I was actually listening back to it today to make a clip. And at the time I went, uh, for a long time. And obviously with the benefit of hindsight now, I think what I was thinking was, oh shit, should I stop and ask him about that or just gloss over it? And I'm annoyed at myself that I didn't stop knowing that I could just come back to the other question. But I think when it's someone like him, like when that chat is set up, it's set up on a calendar with a one hour block. And I always feel really shitty if I go over a one hour block when someone's asked for a one hour, like not, you know, like that they've said, I can give you an hour. And then if I'm talking for longer, I just feel a bit guilty. Um, so I was conscious of kind of moving things along with people like him, I suppose. Um, but yeah, when I'm listening to other shows, I think like I try to do the same thing with my own show that I do to other shows. Um, so that has made me better because I'm less harsh on myself because I wouldn't listen to someone like I wouldn't listen to, I don't know, Savannah's show and be like, oh, why didn't you fucking ask me about this, you prick? But I used to do that to myself. Like I used to listen not listen back, but I used to think back about interviews and be like, oh, why didn't you ask me about this? Or why didn't you ask me about that? And I had a few shitty uh, interviews that like, you know, there's two two um, interviews that I've done that I haven't released because of just how fucking awful they were. Um, and the fact that there's two out of 200 and whatever this is, 56, like that's, you know, it's probably okay. The fact that I know that the two of those were shit. Um, then the fact that I've made peace with the fact that it's probably, you know, maybe only about 25% my fault. Um, but I think that knowing that has made it easier to accept that, like, I can objectively look at the Fraser episode from last week and be like, that was really good. I can objectively look at Moritz from the week four, Leon from the week four, and think that was really good. Um, and then the hope is, again, like I said, that people will listen to Fraser and then go and listen to Leon or go and listen to, uh, you know, whoever else um no i am absolutely not saying who they were with uh, it just wouldn't be fair because they could have just been having a bad day um it wouldn't be fair to out them um but yeah no they were awful <laughs> i remember i listened i listened back to one of them like part of it and i was like i had spoken to i actually spoke to brandon swan so you can ask him he might tell you um i spoke to brandon swan and i was like wow i just had a really bad interview and he was like ah it couldn't have been that bad i nearly did an australian accent there and i thought myself he's like no it couldn't have been that bad um and i sent it to him and he within about five seconds replied and was like yeah no you can never <laughs> you can never let that get out um he was like it wasn't you like you could tell you were trying but he was like no that's just you know and i'd say the person was just obviously having a bad day i'd say the same can be said for the other one um but yeah, that was, so throughout that period of time, then I got a bit more confident. I got a bit more, you know, relaxed in what I was doing, I suppose. And then I guess, uh, <coughs> sorry, the um, world was opening back up again and stuff was getting back to normal. And these opportunities were still being presented to me or, or I was still able to forge these opportunities to get these guests on. And like that kind of gave me confidence as well of like, oh, these, they actually do have places to be now and I'm still able to get them on. So it's obviously not as shit as I think it is. So that gave me a bit of confidence. Then sponsors started to want to get involved um, around the end of 2021, start of 2022. Like, I think the, the biggest point of pride from like the list of sponsors that are working with the show currently anyway is, uh, and in the past, I suppose as well, that they were all like organic um i remember the hybrid academy like they gave me a pair of socks and we had a chat like in person um we we had a chat and you know just kind of a friendship grew and then they got involved in the show same with rad like ben was on the show um before they launched at wadapalooza and i just really liked him and the stuff he was doing stayed in touch you know just organic same with whoop probably helped the fact that Ronan that's like the head of their marketing crowd or whatever in Europe is from like, you know, an hour away. Um, but yeah, all of them like Goa, Tibo and Goa, they're all just like nice people who got in touch or I got in touch with them. Like the reason I got in touch with Tibo is I wanted him to come on the show and he was like, Oh, my French isn't up to it or my English isn't up to it. And I doubt your French is up to it. Um, and we just stayed in touch. And then I was like, Oh, do you want to maybe get involved with the show? Like with Goa? Cause I knew it would help me if like, go at are fucking huge like same with whoop they're huge so having them on board just gives a bit of gravitas i suppose and extra eyes and ears 
which can't hurt. Um, and yeah, just anyone that's ever been involved in the show has just been an organic sort of, would you ever consider doing this? Yeah, why not? And then just grows from there, either coming from me or coming from them. Um, so yeah, all that kind of sponsorship and stuff started around then. Um, and like, I think, you know, like one of the, someone asked me like, uh, maybe a couple of months ago on Instagram, like what, um, yeah, they're like, so our listener question, like the questions that come in on the little chat box thing, some of them are, uh, not inane, but like, you know, kind of lower thought process questions. And then other ones, someone will ask a question, I'm like, fuck, I've never actually thought about why I do that or why I don't do that or whatever. Um, but yeah, someone asked me recently, like, oh, a favorite quote or it was something along those lines. And I, I went back to O'Keefe's, like, do the right thing for the right people for the right reasons. And like all of those sponsors, like Fitter came on board and they were like, oh, how, you know, how does it work? And I was kind of chatting about it and they were like, oh, we don't have much of a budget for it. You know, like we're still kind of growing and we have a lot of big things in the works and we can't really justify spending, you know, if it was, if I'd say if I had asked them for what I was asking for, for a TV ad, they would have gone for it. But like for a podcast, it's a bit like, is it, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Still in that kind of zone. Um, but I was like, look, I don't care. I like you. So, you know, we'll do something anyway. And then, Lo and behold, a couple of months later, they were like, oh, any interest in going to Wadapalooza. So, like, it just shows that if you do do things for the right reason, that, you know, they tend to work out. Um, so, yeah, that all the sponsorship stuff kind of started happening around then. And I think as well, I kind of started getting a bit more confident. Like, I kind of knew what I was doing. I knew why I was doing it. I knew what I wanted to do with it. I was still a bit like, there was a period of time there where I kept putting out two episodes a week and I thought I had to keep putting out two episodes a week. And I think that works for some people. Like, I mean, you know, Clydesdale, Savan, like Hiller, they put out videos or episodes or whatever, like, you know, sometimes more than one a day. And like, f- fair play, but like, I have a job and two kids um, under three and, you know, it's not feasible. Um, and I think as well, it probably puts, in my opinion, from what I'm doing, it puts pressure on people to listen or to choose like, oh, which one this week will I listen to? Whereas when it's one a week, I'm giving people like they have seven days to listen to that episode, not just two or fall behind. And I've had that say, like I used to listen to Savannah's show the whole time. And then I fell behind and I got kind of overawed of like, oh Jesus, like where do I start to catch up? Do I just jump in with today's or do I go back to two months ago when I last had a chance to listen or whatever? Um, So I think I don't want to do that with people um so i think one one a week suits and then the odd time maybe around the open or around the games or whatever there might be more but i think one a week is just it's perfect um and then yeah so coming into this year then i suppose throughout this year things kind of changed a bit where i got more like different opportunities i suppose i started writing articles with barbell spin again that was just organic kind of chatting to him and asked like you know i wonder what i'd be good at it and kind of suggested to him he's like yeah go for it like no pressure um did it enjoyed it i'll probably keep doing it um that's a very casual relationship though it's not like you know i don't have deadlines or anything so that kind of suits me um and then yeah i started writing a book there i can't really say too much about that yet um probably shouldn't have even brought that up to be honest but fuck it here we are um going to Wadapalooza, that'll be very different i was at semi-finals uh in europe last year and that kind of gave me a taste of i remember going to lowlands and just feeling like i didn't belong at all didn't know what i was supposed to be doing didn't have a clear idea of what i wanted to do and i remember i went with vincent and he was like man you need to know like between lowlands and london he was like you need to really fucking think about what you're going to do now when you go to london because you don't want to have the same experience where you're just kind of sitting on your hands like waiting for something to fall into your lap um so i did i had more of a plan when i went to london i kind of focused on 80 20 and that worked out well and I just kind of I had a, I had more I had more balls I think and was like right I'm going to corner people and ask them to talk to them or whatever whereas I wasted the first couple of days in Lowlands being like feeling shut out and feeling like I couldn't and it was all I was just telling myself a story like I was just kind of you know like not doing it because if I did it and it was shit I looked shit whereas like you know not by not doing it you know I just didn't even fucking try and do it um 
And yeah, it worked. And Lowlands ended up working out well towards the end. Uh, Rob Lawson uh, helped me kind of get to where I probably shouldn't have been allowed to go. And that gave me access to people. And then people were very gracious and they were very nice. Like I kind of, a bit of a roller coaster of emotions that weekend of, say, Friday, feeling like I didn't belong, like Saturday, same. And then Sunday, I had people who had been on the show coming up and saying hello and people who had listened to the show coming up and saying hello. And that kind of gave me a bit more confidence. And um, then, yeah, Rob got me in and got chatting to people and, you know, kind of grew from there. And then London afterwards, really good again. Um, and that kind of gives me a bit of confidence then going up to Waterpalooza. And I'd say, like, Waterpalooza probably very different, like strength and depth and that kind of stuff. The videos were kind of uh like reactionary to to workouts and to you know how's your weekend going and that kind of stuff i'd say if, like wadapalooza would be a lot more uh i don't want to say stupid but like silly kind of videos like um you know similar to the kind of reels i've been making i suppose i've just kind of taken the piss out of myself and taken this piss out of crossfit a bit and the athletes and whatever else um so yeah, the the reels are another thing that started this year of just kind of taking the piss out of things and having a bit of fun with it um and then yeah there so, and someone else asked me to compare the three years i think that's probably the biggest arc is like year one like not knowing what i was doing but doing it anyway coming up and like going across like year two i suppose feeling like i should know what i'm doing but still not really knowing what i'm doing and not being confident in it and then coming into year three and the end of year three of like actually feeling like I know what I'm doing and that I'm good at it and that I can keep doing it or I can even branch out into other things and see how they go. And if they don't work, just come back, but just try it. Um, so I think that's taken me a while to get that level of confidence where I can just be like, oh, fuck it, I'll try it and see. Like Barbell Spain, I was just like, fuck it, I'll give it a go and see what happens. Um, writing the book was like, oh, let's just see if they go for it and if they like the idea and like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does work, it does work. And great and whatever. And it's just an experience um are you driven by an overarching goal or plan or is it more just yeah, just seeing what happens <laughs> to be honest like there's no like where do i go with it like am i you know there's no there's no trajectory for this kind of thing it's not like um you know it's not like radio i guess where you you, you might start off as a uh runner or you know whatever the that's the tv term whatever the radio term for that is like a assistant producer or something and then a producer and then a present or doing like the traffic and then doing the entertainment and then doing all oh, that eventually i'll get my own show and then i'll get you know a drive time show or a, a breakfast show or whatever else it doesn't really work like that with this i think i start off uh i remember la one of my goals for this for the year that is ending now was i want to be justifiably at an event like i want to be at an event with like credentials like media credentials or whatever and like justifiably like be able to stand over and say yes i'm here as media and not have people be like what what the fuck are you doing here and i think i got that with strength and depth and i will have it again with what a palooza so i think that that was one of my goals for the year was to like be to feel like i belong somewhere when i'm there and to feel comfortable asking people questions and i think i i do feel that um and i'll continue to feel that i think um the book what can you tell us about it fuck all to be honest i started i have the first chapter first draft the first chapter written um i'm writing it with someone um or for someone or with and for someone i don't know um it's not about me or anything it's like actually an interesting story um and what can i tell you about it basically can't we really tell you anything <laughs> i can tell you i'm writing it and i can tell you i'm writing it for or with someone else uh don't know if it's going to be like ghost written or if it's going to be like my name on it or whatever um but we're just kind of seeing how it goes because we kind of both want to do it but we're not sure with just the way that things work it's kind of hard like it's very hard to get a crossfit book published like it's quite difficult unless you're you know i'm looking at Catherine's book and ben Bergeron's book and fraser's book on my shelf here and they're like you know it's very different if you're those people but i think it has to be kind of in general from what i've heard it has to be like self-published nearly so obviously that's going to be tricky and you know it's that's it's all a learning experience so i don't want to start saying i don't want to put pressure on the person that i'm doing it with to be like hey i've started telling people or whatever we kind of just agree that we wait and see for a little while until things get like you know more concrete and then we can you know put a bit of a push on it but i'd say like you know 2023 
at some point uh it'll be finished that's my hope anyway at the end of the end of the summer i hope for it to be finished um hopefully i should probably write more than the first chapter and then start saying stuff like that but i'm pretty confident um yeah i'm pretty yeah end of the end of the summer we'll say it now same as i said i'm going to start the podcast i'm going to write a book by the end of the summer um um yeah so the comparing the three years um so the um first year didn't know what i was doing um second year started to kind of figure it out but still felt like a bit of an imposter third year started to feel confident started to understand like i have a really clear concrete vision of what i was doing and then that gave me the confidence to be like fuck it i'm gonna try some new stuff i'm gonna make some reels i'm gonna like upgrade the studio and stuff and make it look a bit uh better um i have a cough come sorry um i'm gonna upgrade the studio make it look a bit better um i'm gonna increase um the production value by doing stuff like that and i have like a light and stuff um which somehow makes me look fucking paler which is like really frustrating um so yeah that was year three was really push on like feel like starting to feel like i belong and then making it want to seem like walking into this room and making it feel like it's official and it's an actual office and it's you know there's work to be done in it rather than just like what will i do now um then someone else asked uh if i see any curveballs um coming in 2023 or like in the next few years so i think interesting um i don't know if you guys saw i had it in the news last week that fit wars were on um and recently enough i had it that uh zelos games are on so you might have seen it there you might have seen like wad zombie is doing fit wars and jared um from underdogs is doing zelos games and i think as like curveballs go i think the two of those are a little insight into what's coming i think there's going to be a shift towards like that sort of entertainment and earning opportunities for athletes and a, a shift away from oh there's these set structure of competitions that are in person uh, that you have to qualify for and you go and you do this and that and whatever and it's a whole four days and blah, blah blah and you might get something out of it you might not and maybe your sponsor might pay for it i think stuff like fit wars um and zelos games covered as much cost as they could as well with people going to vegas and that kind of stuff but i think it gives an opportunity for people to be like hey i can i can make a decent bit of money here over like for fit wars like over like one workout um or i could make a decent bit of money if like i could have a little trip to vegas and make a bit of money or whatever so i think it gives especially with zelos as well um and with fit wars as well i suppose where it it, it was athletes that are like just outside that like what would you call it like that upper echelon of athletes like just below that so it gives people like that an opportunity um i think that kind of stuff is going to be pretty interesting um so i'd say i'm excited to see more from fit wars um they're on instagram fuck put on my phone fit wars at fit wars live i think um and then zelos games is easy enough to find as well but if you go wad zombie um there's wad zombie there actually I think I clicked that main live solo show, but here I am. Okay, sorry to disappoint. Um, but anyway, that's what's on me. So that's Nick. He's in charge of. Uh, he's he's the big boss, um, big dick boss of, um, Fit Wars, and that was that was on last weekend. That was Colton Mertens and Scott Tetlow, and they just did a workout. Brian Friend and Hitler commentated on it. It was good. It was enjoyable. Earning opportunity, bit of fun. I think that kind of stuff there's gonna be more of that kind of stuff in the next few years um which is cool it's exciting um it opens it up to other people as well to who might have an idea and want to start something but can't afford to rent out a big fuck off arena or whatever um or afraid of not attracting athletes if it's in the season or too close to the season or whatever um someone else asked can competition and media be saved um or i might be messing up the way they asked the question but it was something along those lines i actually saw hitler put out a video today or yesterday maybe saying that um crossfit would be dead in three years um which you know like it's probably uh hyperbolic um but it's gonna get clicks i suppose um but 
yeah i don't know it's interesting like media the media side of things is interesting where so there's there's kind of the two different sides of media well there's like heaps of different sides but say there's the two it's like in-house and outhouse so there's uh in-house of say like the videos which have basically been non-existent up until like very recently that say like Taron Simpson and those kind of people do like Michael Dalton and those of outside of the so you've got like the games media but outside of that of doing like stories about people and affiliates or affiliate owners or you know athletes or you know regular Joes and Joannes going to affiliates or whatever um you've got those kind of videos that are they seem to be starting to come back a little bit more and more but there needs to be an awful lot more of them I guess that's it's that's you know that's the free advertising basically for the affiliates more so stateside i think um than anywhere else but you know like if you have you you can show your friend the video of the gym or whatever and it might encourage them to go down but i think there's so few of those videos made i don't know if there's ever been a video made about an irish affiliate so i don't know if you know i don't know what impact they have on affiliates here or in like fucking i don't know sweden or whatever um so I don't know if it's as important to the rest of the world as it is to America, um, those kind of affiliate videos, but I still think they are like they're useful to some people anyway. Um, and then you also have the out like the media, like the unofficial media, I suppose, where you have people like me, um, Jason from CrossFit Bath, um, Jason CrossFit Media, or Hiller or Savan or uh Clydesdale, like Scott and his team barbell spin morning chalk up um talking to fitness um fluffy duck is doing a show now josh purtle um get with the programming like there's literally so many um but you have those kind of shows or those kind of outlets and i think the thing like so i remember when i had savannah on the show before or if i mentioned that i was listening to his show god i went very blurry there um i'd get like a few messages from people saying oh, i don't know how you fucking listen to him and it's like it was pretty easy like you just put the headphones in your ears and go um but they were like you know oh i can't like you know i don't agree with anything he says and it's like yeah well, either do i like I, well, I don't agree with everything he says i agree with some stuff i disagree with other stuff but like it's good to think like or to you know be pushed a bit and to you know, sometimes he starts making a point and I'm like, ah, oh, that's fucking stupid. And then like halfway through it, I'm like, oh, I suppose he kind of has a point there. I just actually never really thought about it. Other times I come out of it thinking like, nope, still disagree with him. And sometimes he starts talking and I'm immediately like, yep, I'm on board. I totally agree with what you're saying there. But it doesn't like just because I vehemently disagree with one thing that he says doesn't mean I can't agree with something else that he says further down the line. Um, Like it's it's like. I made this analogy. Maybe I shouldn't make this analogy again because I already used it today. But it's like listening to like Ignition by Or Kelly is a fucking brilliant song. But like Or Kelly's a shithead. Like you know he's done awful things. Or like some of Michael Jackson's songs are great. But like it doesn't mean I like Michael Jackson the person. Um, now I do like Savan the person, and I'm not calling him. I'm not equating him to <laughs> or what he does to what Michael Jackson does or, or did or what or Kelly did. But I'm just saying that like you can separate the two, like you can separate the person from something that they've done. Like, I think that's something that we've kind of lost a bit where it's like someone does something and it's like, oh, now everything they've ever done or ever will do is like tarnished and you can never touch them again. And it's like, well, hang on, maybe it's just that one thing they said that you disagree with. So the next thing that they say could be like exactly in your wheelhouse but you're going to totally disregard it just because of something that they said previously that you didn't like or whatever. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, basically like you've got this choice. You can listen to Savan or don't, you can listen to Hiller or don't like some people absolutely love them and won't listen to anyone else. And everything they say is gospel. Fine. I still encourage you to maybe like listen to other stuff as well. Some people won't listen to them at all and will only listen to talking Elite fitness or will only read morning chalk up or will only listen to, you know, whatever else. And again, I'd say that's fine, but maybe you should be listening to more than one input. So you're not just in this echo chamber of like, everything is great and there's nothing wrong with anything and everything's fine. Like sometimes you do need that. Like most things are fine, but this is pretty shitty and it needs to be fixed or, you know, um, a just different opinion, I suppose. Um, I think that there's been a shift in that kind of off-site media recently. So since Savannah came around, I think before that there was 
everything is rosy and everything is great and like we won't complain about anything because you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you so you had um there was a definite like i noticed a lot with say talking to fitness they're both employed by crossfit so it'd be pretty awkward if they started slating the company that like you know puts food on the table essentially for you know a certain amount of months of the year anyway um so it, it kind of was a bit like vanillish or something a very like safe and like oh don't rock the boat like same at morning chalk up where they were the only outlet available so if crossfit wanted the story out there or if morning chalk up wanted a story they needed to get it off crossfit to share like you know competition information or whatever um so again you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you so what was kind of starting to happen was it, uh, the press releases were just going from crossfit into morning chalk up um and then you just had this they were your two outlets they were the early adopters they were your two outlets of this or this like where are you going to get your news from and then i think when savannah came around it opened the door for more of us to get involved and to be more deeply involved in it and you know i don't really do news in that kind of way i kind of do like i share a bit of good news stuff or competition stuff and that on the instagram reels and stuff but i don't really get involved in the news but i kind of left it open for more people like say Jason or Hiller or whoever to come along and like you know they're two very different styles I suppose Jason kind of he very rarely gives his unbiased opinion on something he generally says just kind of poses questions and let you figure it out for yourself whereas Hiller will be like no like he's going to give you his opinion on it and you know both are fine approaches you just need to know what you're listening to I suppose um the same then you've got like the, all those shows that I mentioned at the start now you've got these you got this choice of okay, like I can read an article on Morning Chalk Up and then I can also go to Barbell Spin and read an article about the same topic that might have a different spin on it or that might have a, uh, you know, like a different viewpoint and I can look at those two contrasting viewpoints and make my own educated decision. Or I can listen to Talking Elite Fitness interview Don Fowle and I can listen to Savan interview Don Fowle and I can take bits of both conversations and form an opinion on Don Fowle rather than I'm only going to listen to Talking Elite Fitness and I'm just going to take what I hear from them and him as absolute fact about this topic. Or I'm only going to listen to um, Savannah and take it as absolute fact about this topic. I think now we have this like um, smorgasbord. I'm so happy I got to use that word. We have this smorgasbord of choice of, right, I'm going to listen to this person on this podcast and I'm going to listen to this person on this video and I'm going to listen to that video of Lauren Khalil talking to dex hopkins about the equipment list and then i'm also going to listen to you know chase and bill talk about it on their show and i'm also going to listen to brian friend talk about it or i might read you know patrick clark on fucking barbend or whatever you've got this choice now where you can actually like really absorb a lot of information rather than just saying like well i guess i'll just listen to talking elite fitness and then whatever they say is gold that's just fact because there's nothing else i can listen to so i'll just take it from them when they're employed by the company um but that's nothing against talking to fitness um i mean i don't you know i don't listen to it i don't really like it that much um because i suppose i've already said it i just find it a bit vanilla or a bit kind of safe <clears throat> um but yeah no i've nothing like all the shows i mentioned i have like tried to listen to or i've tried to engage with and I don't really have anything bad to say about any of them. Like, I don't want to yuck anyone's young. If it's if you love talking to fitness, go for it. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, fucking Egypt shouldn't be listening to that. Um, I won't judge anyone for listening to something or for liking something or like for not liking. I just think that you should always try it. And, you know, like with an open mind, try it. Not just listen to it five seconds and be like, nope, knew it and turn it off. I've proved my point. I think you should actually really try it. But I think from the can the media be saved, I think that's where it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen with more choice and it's going to happen with more people putting in effort. Like the t-shirts I brought out there last week on the back, like, you know, raise the tide. Like that's what's happening is you've got people like Savan who is not afraid to say the name of other shows on his show or who's who will have people from other shows on his show. Or you'll have, like there was a thing before, you could see it so much like where, someone will, ha they'll talk about someone on their show, but they won't actually name the show. They won't name the person they're talking about because they're afraid that, I don't know what the fuck they're afraid of, but they're afraid of the competition or like giving them, you know, it's like this, it's like a TV show 
TV station won't name another TV station because oh, it doesn't exist if we don't talk about it. Like we're not fucking stupid. We know if you're listening to like, I don't know, if you listen to a show and you hear them talk about an interview that you know you've listened to on another show, but they refuse to reference the fact that they're taking quotes or taking questions from another interview, that's just shitty. Like, that's a shitty thing to do, to not give credit where it's due. Um, But I think now, because you have all this choice, now you get to listen to all this different stuff, and I think that's going to save media. It's going to, like, when the tide is rising, like, if, if Savannah is doing good episodes and putting out good content that forces <coughs> it forces people to pay attention to podcasts because it makes podcasts and uh, in, in, like it shines a spotlight on all podcasts then so that helps people like me it helps people like get with the programming it helps people like scott at clydesdale or you know like if if savan shares like jason's video that helps him if you know by a much lesser magnitude if i share jason's video it helps him or vice versa but the point is that if a show is doing well it helps all shows provided that everyone is aware of the fact that they're all feeding from the same trough and it's a bit shitty if you're like oh well i actually heard um i heard now this hasn't happened in recent memory anyway but just hypothetically i heard fraser on another podcast and he said this about mal and it's like well just name the fucking podcast like just name just say the name of the podcast don't be a dick like don't be an asshole like why are you being so selfish name the show that you listen to um and you'd also get other people who don't like just won't listen to any other shows because i don't know why but maybe they're afraid that they realize that they're not actually as good as they think they are or like there might be better people out there um i'm also aware that i'm sounding really fucking bitter now and i don't mean to be um but they're just two of the gripes that i have like not giving credit where it's due or being afraid to name other shows on your show i just think is really shitty it's really like like it's a really insecure thing to do or something it's just it's a bit of a baby dick move i think um but yeah, I think those kind of things will save uh, save media if it needs to be saved. I think inside HQ, I don't know, like I don't really know enough about it. Um, to be honest, I'd listen to Savan on that kind of stuff because he worked there and he, you know, was involved in probably the most successful period of the media in there. And he seems to think that there's a lot of work needed, and the people that are on his show agree with him that there's a lot of work needed. So you know, maybe go to him to listen about that kind of stuff because, like I said, the affiliate marketing here is a lot different it's a lot less impactful i think or a lot less present um like you've got carl um stedman doing the crossfit era and uk instagram page um and you've got like those kind of affiliate owners sharing each other's stuff and sharing their own stuff and that kind of thing but i don't know how much like advertising or how much media is being done around affiliates unless i'm just not seeing it um, which I suppose is another problem. If it's there and I'm not seeing it, then maybe it needs more. Time there, I think. Can competition be saved? I think it's doing pretty good. I think like Waterpalooza, every fucking hell, every time a team is announced, I've lost count of the amount of times I've been like, well, no one's going to beat them. Then another team will come out and I'll be like, well, no one's going to beat them. Um, like that's going to be just ridiculous. I think this, like at the time, I remember when it came out first being like, oh, that's a bit shit, like two days, a bit rough if you're a UK athlete or an Irish athlete going over for two days. But like, it seems to be just pulling in huge names. Obviously, they've got decent sponsors. Um, You know, like, if you can see James Newbury, Janikowski and Nick Matthew on a team together, it's just like, what? sorry, where did that come from? Like, where are those three people? I've been calling that team the slot machine team because it was just like, they pulled it and I was like, ching, Janikowski, ching, James Newbury, ching, Nick Matthews. Like, how did the three of those people end up together? But like, I'm fucking here for it. It's epic. Like, I love it. Um, Like, you could have said the same last year, I suppose, about like Matt DeLugo and those two guys. And, you know, the, it seems to have changed the three of their year. Um. And it was really enjoyable to watch. So, like, you know, I'm I love it. I love the randomness of the teams are just amazing. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I think Waterpalooza is like it's going to change the game. I think a bit for live in person competition. I think there's always going to be those four. Uh, there's going to be like Waterpalooza. Uh, well, we'll start so Rogue in October, uh, Dubai in December, Waterpalooza in January, and then I think you're going to have you know like something slotting in around those. You're going to have like four pillars of the off season. I'd say maybe Madrid um would be the fourth at the minute anyway <coughs> sorry of four 
competitions in the off season that the big athletes will do, and they'll pick maybe two, maybe one or two from those four. So you'll do Rogue and Wadapalooza, or Rogue and Dubai, or Dubai and Madrid, or whatever, depending on what you qualify for or what you're invited for. So I think those will be the off season ones, uh, the big off season ones. But you'll always have those ones like Butcher's Classic and um, those kind of competitions that slot in around those, uh, like German Throwdown and those are. You know, if Filthy One Fifty goes back to uh, the the kind of global focus, I know this year they had a community focus, but you'll have those ones that are just below that upper echelon that I mentioned. And I think in there as well, you're going to fit in stuff like Fit Wars, um, and you know, like similar kind of things like that, and Zalos Games that are like an online version that are less commitment um, dense for athletes. Like they don't have to fly somewhere, they don't have to do like travel or that kind of stuff. They might only have to do one workout, just have a good setup and be done. Um, I think that's going to help it as well, and it's going to make it more um, attainable. Um, what tips an event over to the upper echelon in the off season? Oh, money, like, and just gravitas. <clears throat> so, like, Dubai does invites. Did it do invites this year? Maybe it didn't. But anyway, it has done invites in the past. Rogue does invites. Rogue is always going to just be the top whatever of the games plus one or two extra i think it was five actually this year was it but that's always just going to be it's perfectly timed so is wadapalooza perfectly timed in the off season to not impact things or to not fuck up months of training or whatever um and then i think if it, if you can have your competition between say halloween and like the the end of January. If you can have your competitions in there, you're perfect. Because if you spill over beyond into even into the last week of January, then you're going to affect the open if you're traveling and that kind of stuff. And if you go too far to the other side of October, you're going to have people who are like, ah, the game's just over. I haven't really had that much of an off season, etc. Um so and then the other upper echelon thing, like you want to have the the gravitas of like the name of the event, the standard of the event, the the history of the event, how how popular has it been, how well run is it how well respected is it is it, is the comp is it worthwhile going to is there money for it like dubai that's one of the main things that dubai is just qualifying you make back a chunk of change for your flights just by qualifying and um, with rogue you get a, a per diem or whatever whatever you call it for travel and that kind of stuff um i think with what blues it's just so fun that people are keen to do it um and water blues is a, it's a big one for the sponsors as well i think i don't know i'm not really sure why i think it's because it just has such a big vendor village but as well it's really well shared like all their stuff is really well it's really visible on instagram um and youtube and stuff so if you have a brand who's like right we want to make a team like if i was making a team somehow i don't know i came into a bit of money and i was like right i'm gonna make a team i'd, I'd send them to wadapalooza I'd, I'd pick a team of three i'd pick like fun people i'd send them to wadapalooza i'd hope they finish like top 10 and get a bit of attention even if they don't do well i hope they get a bit of attention beforehand so it helps them and me like that's what you're looking for as a sponsor really um so yeah i think that, that those are the big uh the big off-season events but i think fit wars and and Zalos games are going to slot in around those and they're, they're going to make waves in the next few years i think um what else then i've kind of covered more or less everything come up i'm an hour um i kind of covered less, more or less everything i wanted to so the next year then for the show uh going to water blues in january going uh all going well there we'll see what else crops up with the rest of the year i'd love to go to the games but you know we'll see um or maybe semi-finals they're on in berlin they were released there last week so that's you know maybe attainable i think that's the june bank holiday weekend so that wouldn't be too bad the book hopefully um maybe the game's not really sure um and then just keep keep i haven't missed an episode i haven't missed a wednesday in the three years so i'd like to keep that going um as long as i can anyway and yeah if there's no other questions i think i've i've kind of more or less covered everything that i was intending on covering um so i suppose that's that's more or less it thank you for listening um i hope i covered the questions that were asked um on instagram the other day i think i have i think i have um have i got got a roommate for all of who's are going solo again there i'm going solo as uh, so there's obviously people coming over like people going to it as well but i am i booked my my hotel um and my flights and everything and i'm going solo to that um and yeah thank you thanks for listening thanks for engaging um 
you know, this this was to get me out of my comfort zone. I'm so there's a guest coming on the show next week. I'm recording with them on Tuesday and releasing on Wednesday, and they asked like, "Oh, are we going live?" Um, and I said, "No, fuck that. I don't have the balls for that. I'm not doing that." Um, and then I heard so Savannah was talking about it on his show. He was saying, "Oh, uh, it's like so Savannah's coming on next week. I don't know why it was so um mysterious there." um just in case he cancels i guess so savannah was talking about his show he was saying that he's doing my show next week and he asked if we were going live and he couldn't understand for a few minutes he couldn't understand why i was so nervous about going live and then he remembered how nervous he used to get at the start and i was like you know what fuck it i will go live um so i decided to do this as a live episode instead of a pre-recorded one and it wasn't as bad as i thought it was and this is me on my own like fucking hell it's hard to just talk to yourself um but it'll, I assume it'd be easier, but I don't know if I'll do I suppose the main issue I have with doing a live episode is that you're really rigidly stuck to that time. Then um, if you tell people we're going to go live at 8 PM and you don't, you're letting people down. Whereas if you just say, I will have an episode out every Wednesday, you, you've got more time, but yeah, anyway, this is getting out of my comfort zone. I enjoyed it. Um, thank you for listening and for the last three years and we'll go for another, I don't know, three or four more anyway um but thanks i really appreciate everyone who listens everyone who shares like i said at the start if fraser's on the show nobody needs i mean it's great if you share it it's great but nobody needs to share that because people will search his name anyway but it's the other ones it's the smaller ones that need you know like a comment or a like on a post makes a big difference um because it might put it into someone else's feed who's also interested in similar things as you um or if you if you can if you're on youtube subscribe if you're not already subscribed or if you're listening on spotify or whatever else um come on bruce um if you're listening on spotify or itunes or whatever subscribe and rate or review or whatever because again all that stuff makes a big difference um because it just shunts it up a bit in people's suggestions when they log on. Like I know when I log on to my app, I get loads of, uh, if I go on a Spotify, I get loads of suggestions about shitty kids music because that's what Sloan listens to. So if you uh, listen to CrossFit podcasts or fitness podcasts and someone else has rated or reviewed the show, it's more likely to pop up on your little suggestion thing. Same on YouTube, same on Instagram. If you like or comment on a post, it makes it more likely that that post will appear in someone else's suggestions or on their search page or something. So it's not just a case of, oh, please like my post. I really like being liked. Um, it's more a case of, if you like this post, then someone in your age demographic or your location who also likes fitness or CrossFit stuff or similar things that you like might now see this post and then they might start listening or start enjoying it. Um, so that's why I ask. It's not just because it vindicates what I'm doing or whatever. Um, speaking of vindicate, if you ever want to be brought back down to earth, do a t-shirt pre-sale. I think we sold five t-shirts in the US. So as I talked about confidence and, you know, uh, getting over feelings of being a fraud, five t-shirts on pre-sale will do that that'll bring you right back down again um but the, those teachers actually i think they're going to be at wadapalooza um because you need a minimum order so i have to just pay for the rest so if you're at wadapalooza and you want to buy a t-shirt uh you can do that the other ones the i have t-shirts i think i have five mediums and two larges left of these these ones pretty nice so i got like five mediums and two larges i think and you can get those on coffeepodsandwats.com um or send me a message and i have two coffee mugs left um a black and a black two blacks um if you want to order one of them if you want, actually i have labels so if you want to order one of them and i'll pay for the postage because i have a prepaid but they're nice little um you know it's a slidey thing and it's it's airtight, nice. They're nice, um, but if you want one, you you like you can you'll pay for the fucking mug, like. But I'll pay for your shipping, um, because I got labels today and I have extras left over. If you ordered a t-shirt off me in the last few days, uh, they'll get there after Christmas. They said, so that'll be a belated Christmas present. But thank you for listening. I'm finished now. I'm gonna go and 
um, relax for a while. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your New Year. Uh, Savannah's on the show next Wednesday. And then on New Year's Eve, there'll be a review of 2022 with Chase and Bill from Get With The Programming and Brian from The Barbell Spin. So there'll be the four of us talking about everything that happened in the year. Um, and we'll be naming some of our favorite moments, favorite athletes, favorite competitions, favorite events, all that kind of stuff. So that'll be New Year's Eve. And then mm, not really sure what's happening in January yet, but I have a few people lined up. So we'll keep you posted. So thank you. Thanks for the last three years. And we'll, we'll keep going.